0: Welcome to Beth and Jordan Rewatch. I'm Jordan, and I'm a nerd.
1: And I'm Beth, and I'm also a nerd.
0: For our show, we will rewatch TV shows and movies that Beth and I have enjoyed and try to look at them with a fresh perspective.
1: For this season, we will be rewatching Avatar The Last Airbender for the third time for me and for the three millionth time for Jordan.
0: So let's start with Season 2, Episodes 13 and 14. To start our episode... We're going to go ahead and do our recap where we talk about the episodes we just watched. We try to do it under a minute um, and we try to do it while still fleshing out the most detail as possible. Um, Beth, I feel like you and I, when it comes to the past few times we've done recaps, like we've not been doing too bad on the whole minute thing. I feel like we've just all of a sudden been like, oh yeah, there's also that in there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're making it under time, but cutting out half the episode. So are we really making it under time?
0: You know... Considering that you and I are the only judges, I have to say we are doing swimmingly. So, (laughs) Perfect. No faults. Yes. No (laughs) faults at all. 10 out of 10. Um, Okay. Um, I have volunteered to go first um, with season two, episode 13, The Drill. Uh, And so, Beth, do you have your eye on the clock? I do. All right. Go ahead and give me the countdown.
1: All right. Three, two, one, go.
0: Upon reaching the wall and realizes there's a giant effing drill. Um, the giant effing drill is being patrolled by our three most terrifying villains, Azula, Ty Lee, and May, um, to which they're told it's impenetrable. No way problems are going to happen. Um, and goes back, rounds up the gang. They get to the top of the wall, find the commander who says all is fine, but of course it's not using their help. They break into the drill, um, basically manage to very slowly break off all the braces. Um, when that starts to work, there's a fight because they realize the fire nation realizes the braces are broken. Um, Zula basically takes on Aang for the fate of bossing say, and just as it's starting to break through the wall, Aang delivers the final punch that causes the drill to explode. And the game and the day is saved. Meanwhile, jet finds a new obsession for him to get all hot and bothered about. And that is the fact that Iroh fire bended his tea.
1: Nice. You were like seven seconds under.
0: Yeah. I thought I could maybe I thought maybe I should go more into Jet's new hot and bothered obsessions but,
1: but... honestly I mean it's just he's like ooh they're firebenders I'll prove it
0: <laughs> You say you say that like they're ghosts. ooh they're firebenders
1: <laughs> Now I spooky, wish had. <laughs> spooky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right and then Beth you have season 2 episode 14 City of Walls and Secrets well, are you ready I
1: ever. I'm going to have to steal those 7 seconds from you
0: <laughs> Yeah I, full disclosure i totally volunteered for the drill because i knew i was setting myself up for success so yes uh, anyway I, th- I felt like that was like the most white male thing i could have possibly done is <laughs> purposely take the easy one to, I set mean, to the be woman
1: fair up. you asked me first and i expressed that i had no opinion so
0: because because obviously i know I, I was gonna make a joke <laughs> out of that no uh yeah whenever you're ready beth let me know
1: all right i'm good to go
0: all right, here we go. In three, two, one, go.
1: All right. So the gang hops on a train, goes into the city where they meet. Uh, they're greeted by Judy, who is their handler slash tour guide. She takes them around, shows them the cultural and economic disparities that take place within the city um they go around trying to find appa but judy kind of cuts him off at every turn not letting him do anything and is like by the way you want to see the earth king it's going to take you six to eight weeks uh they find out that there's a party going on for the earth king's bear bear um, yeah. and they are able to sneak in but with not without attracting the attention of long Fang who ends up being a cultural minister for the city later takes them aside after their failed attempt to see the earth king just reveals that he's basically the one running the city and that uh he, yeah bad things are gonna happen he's gonna he's manipulating them he's threatening them meanwhile b-plot jet is stalking zuko and like oh they're firebenders he confronts them at a tea shop and things do not go well for him he gets captured by the daili and later is shown to be brainwashed by them with here we are safe there is no war in bossing say
0: nice right on the dot yes! <laughs> that was that was so hard i have to applaud you that was so hard I feel like um, I was an
1: auctioneer or like a rapper or something. I'm just like oh, no, no, no.
0: And I honestly didn't like I honestly was like, oh no, she's just she's just not gonna make like I honestly was doubting you because and, and you were doing a good job. You're you're trying so hard and then the, and then I was just like, Oh, oh she's gonna do it. She did it. <laughs> that was hard. Mm-hmm. Good job, Beth. Thanks. <laughs> And now it's time for the part of the show where we break down each episode in the analysis portion um, and talk about what we liked and what we think the big themes are. And so we start with episode 13, The Drill. Uh, Beth, I'll admit, I I get the sense that you like this more than I do. Um, I mean, not that I hate this episode by any stretch of the imagination. I just think you just really love this episode.
1: I honestly just love everything to do with bossing. Say, I feel like the series just takes off as soon as we get there. And I'm just so happy to be here. Uh,
0: yeah, it's I mean it's taken a while. You have patiently waited. And not that not that it's been all bad, uh the Great Divide. But um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you've patiently waited and now we are finally here. Um not quite in the city of Bossing, say with this episode, like on the outer edges, I guess like poking into the city. Um <laughs> quite and literally. finding out what's that?
1: <laughs> quite literally.
0: Yeah, exactly. Thank you for catching my, my intentional pun i guess there um and so i don't know what what do you i mean yeah i I guess what do you what do you like so much about about the drill again not that i hate it but it's definitely not it's not up there for me what do you what do you like so much about it
1: i mean i guess like as far as the episode itself goes i can admit that it's not the strongest of the bossing say arc episodes um it's just so nice like knowing that this is the start of the bossing say arc seeing azula finally back after she's been missing for a couple of episodes and her Mm. just intimidating fear-inspiring presence is just it elevates the show so much
0: Um, oh for sure
1: and like kind of the first glimpse into the incompetence of the earth kingdom too if i'm being perfectly honest
0: (laughs) my god yes i mean on both accounts i completely agree like my god how has this kingdom not been conquered yet um just just so much mismanagement um which continues on i mean i'm trying to think how much it's not i don't think it's really a spoiler to say which continues on far beyond these episodes um and far beyond this series is the incompetence of the and mismanagement of the earth kingdom mm-hmm. um just goodness but i have to i think i want to go back to what you said about azula because i'll tell you when you know when you see the drill which in itself is not is a terrifying um, piece of piece of equipment. You know, it's just amazing how much more technologically advanced the Fire Nation is to everyone else. Um, and to see this thing barreling down the desert, heading straight for the wall, you're just like, holy crap. But then, you know, that has fear in itself. But then when you see, and I remember thinking the same thing back when I first watched it, like when you see Azula is the one who is, in this thing then you're just like oh crap
1: it's one of the competent villains
0: (laughs) exactly it's the most competent villain there is oh crap like genuine fear and i just remember yeah i mean i just remember when watching this episode having this like anticipation like you kind of know just because you've watched enough cartoons and watch enough stories to know that she'll eventually figure out something's gone awry when they're being all sneaky and trying to break down the ship. Like, you know that there's only so long this can go on, but like, you're just like, get as long as we can. Mm -hmm. Come on. Like, don't bring in Azula. Please, like, please keep the scary monster away.
1: Because she's so competent. And you know that she's going to figure out something's going on in spite of the person in charge being like, no, there's no way we can be stopped because like, I want to say like, It's almost paranoia, isn't it? Like she's paranoid. She doesn't take anyone at their word. She doesn't trust anyone to do anything for her. There's earthbenders and he's like, oh, it's okay. We'll deal with them. And she's like, nope, I'm going to send people I trust because I don't trust you. Yeah. So you know that eventually she's going to figure it out.
0: Yeah. and I don't know if at this point we would, I think, uh, Beth, you and I have the benefit of knowing future episodes. And I think we can easily, easily call it paranoia because we have the benefit of knowing future episodes. I think I would almost call it, um, like, if I don't have those in mind, um, like, this kind of just cold, like, this cold-bloodedness, this, um, this, oh, I don't even know.
1: Yeah, I was trying to think of a better word than paranoid, too, because, like, at this point, she's not paranoid. She's just, like, super cautious, but, like, the amount of caution she has easily could tip over into paranoia, and like we just know that because of future stuff.
0: Right. It's, it's, it's like a killer, like to me, it's not paranoia. It's more of a, like a killer mindset like this, like, you know, she's not going to celebrate until the victory is hers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this, oh, there's a word and I, and I can feel it there, but it, it, it is, it's just this killer instinct, this, this just, this just sense of like we don't celebrate until it's over and we only do perfection. Mm-hmm. Like just whatever, whatever that word is that is who azula is and so yeah i think you know i think what strikes me is just going back to what you were saying when the commander's like um soon victory will be ours and even when they breach the wall she doesn't smile she just doesn't relish this moment she's still just straight faced and serious
1: Mm -hmm. because minor victories aren't worth celebrating
0: right and yeah it, you know what was probably so surprising for me in this episode is that she actually missed when she shot a fireball at Aang.
1: Oh you know she missed. About? I didn't yeah. catch that.
0: Well, you know, the very last bit.
1: Right, like, but right, thought, like he did I'm trying to remember, he like didn't dodge it, she just like didn't hit him or
0: Oh, that's how I took it. Like I took it as oh. she just missed. Like she mistimed it. Maybe maybe I'm wrong.
1: Interesting. I mean that that could be a case I I didn't notice, but that'd be That'd be very you, interesting.
0: You just you felt like you felt like he just like when he's putting the spike in at the very end, you felt like he just kind of dodged it.
1: No, I guess you're right. Now that I think about it, interesting because we haven't seen her miss before,
0: <laughs> right? Exactly. Like it's, yeah, it's uh, like I remember being kind of anxious and nervous and being like, oh crap, like because Azula demands perfection, um, and so when she actually misses, it's like, oh my gosh, she actually screwed up, um, and then. Uh, And then I remember, again, thinking back to the first time I watched it, how immensely satisfying it is to hear her actually like wail or scream or something, because that means something is happening that she did not calculate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like, yeah, like as the audience, like as an audience, that's a sign that like things are actually going your way. Mm
1: hmm. And I think it's, like, also interesting to see May and Ty Lee during all of this, right? Because, like, they're they're Azula's lackeys. They're doing what she tells For them to. But then there's that one point when May is like, uh, I'm not going into the sludge. I don't care. Azula can shoot lightning at me. Like, which is like, oh, she's not, like, a brainless, like, I'm going to do whatever Azula tells me no matter what. She's like, nope, there are points that I will not cross. And at this point, it's, like, going into sludge, which seems minor, but...
0: Yeah, just, I mean, it matches her confusing. character, but yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. I, and I did write that down too. Um like one person that doesn't fear Azula all the way, which is which is interesting. Um but yeah. But you know, but it, there are definitely people who are terrified. Like the commander when he finds out that you know, there are problems and then Azula Azula almost snaps as if she like goes up as if she was expecting it and she's like, "May Tylee, come with me. We're going to fix the problem." And you can tell like he's has fear in his face of like, "Oh, crap."
1: Yeah. I failed in front of her. Yeah, and when the drill like eventually does break, I want to say it f- like flashes back to him, and you see the fear, and it's like, oh, he dead.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're thinking like all Kim Jong Un style stuff, like made, uh-huh. made a mistake, you're executed.
1: Honestly, though.
0: Don't, or what would Darth Vader say in um, uh, Rogue One? Oh, don't God. choke, don't 100. choke on your ambitions, or something like that.
1: God, dad, joke, Vader. <laughs> yeah,
0: dad, joke, Vader. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I almost, I almost went off on another tangent. For that, but, um uh, but yeah. What else? What else did you like from this episode, Beth?
1: Um, it's kind of cool seeing the like the gang I guess in action kind of all play into their strengths everybody contributing um one thing that stuck out to me was when Toph is like I'm not going in there with you guys and instead of being like oh like she's not gonna be safe out there or you should really come with us they're like okay see ya (laughs) like they trust her implicitly even though she's like or like they completely trust her she's she's somebody who like in in a less well-written show with less strong characters it could have been like oh no we have to protect the poor little blind girl but Toph has prove, proven again and again she doesn't need that and it's cool to see that the characters also trust her
0: at yeah that's a good thing to bring that that's a good point to bring up and yeah she just established that so quickly that it would it would be strange even for them to bring her with them
1: mhm
0: yeah i like um Somewhat to what you were saying on the everybody fulfilling their roles and doing them well. I like that. I I love the part where they know that uh, the drill is bearing down, that the earth the earth general has finally given up and is ready to concede to their need to needing help. And they're talking about the situation and immediately they all turn to Sokka and he's just like, What? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well well, you're usually the idea guy. And like I love how they call out their roles. Mm-hmm. And I, lo- I like that self-awareness in a show. It, it, makes, it makes me chuckle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess we need to then, unless you have anything else you want to talk about in the A plot, we do need to mention the B plot, I feel. Right. It wasn't um, a
1: very long or compl- complicated B plot, but a B plot nevertheless.
0: Right. More <laughs> just advancing the, the B plot along. Um, I mean, so much for Jet being like, we're going to live a reformed life. It's just like, what shall my obsession be now? Oh, an old man whose tea is suddenly hot. Which granted, <laughs> which granted Jet is correct. Like, it's hard mm-hmm. to be too harsh on him. He is right. But, but
1: I mean, what are they going to do? Like, plan a coup from inside a tea shop? <laughs> like,
0: well. Jet, you're letting I, your
1: hatred blind you.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's. I, I will say, as a person who absolutely hates Jet and everything he stands for, I, it is hard to. Fault jet for his actions but but i agree with you they're definitely a little short-sighted and a little bit like so what's the long what's the long game here Mm -hmm. Uh, which definitely comes out more as we get into city of walls and secrets
1: absolutely
0: um so do you do you want to jump into that one shall we head to city of walls and secrets
1: let's move on
0: Ah, uh, the city of walls and secrets.
1: It's so dang good.
0: I love this episode because I love to hate everything that happens in this episode. Um, uh, like, like just in how frustrating it is to, you know, we as audience members naturally just want the plot to progress in the ease in the path of least resistance. Um, <laughs> and city of walls and secrets is everything but the path of least resistance.
1: Mm-hmm. And I just like love. I, I mean, like I love Bossing in all of its like horrible, scummy glory. Like you go to your, oh this gosh. is held up as like the last bastion of the Earth King, the last hope for the free, non-fire, like Fire Nation subjugated peoples of Earth, and it's corrupt. It's rotting from the inside out, and I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, this this city is hell. Like you know, and it's and I remember first time I watched it, I've uh, watched this episode. Like I was super excited to watch Bossing Say. You know, like. I don't know, I I was ready to see what their like the what the big city, the last you know, the last hope would look like. And I kinda had all this optimism going into it. And goodness Just like,
1: like every other episode in the season, how your optimism yeah. is washed away.
0: <laughs> yeah, goodness. Like this city just sucks. Mm-hmm. Like like there are some things that were definitely like somewhat adult lessons that like now as a twenty eight year old, like I appreciate that I didn't maybe as like a ten year old. But like the classism of the city that you kind of reference to, like, and and I know and I know that like as an eight or whatever, however old I was, I know that like it was, like I realized that that was odd and probably not okay. But like only now, like as an adult, am I just like that is not okay? Mm-hmm. Um, like just how they they literally build walls to keep the undesirables out it's just like yikes
1: yep and that leads to kind of a lot of the issues that we see right like the upper circle or whatever is so insulated from everything that's going on they don't have a clue as to the state of the rest of the world right and the suffering that's happening in the rest of the city
0: yeah and just what has to be done the sacrifices you have to make to reach the upper ring you know cuz the one the one random government official they talk to you know he he lays out like how hard he's had to work to get this nice cozy position in the upper ring. You know, it's just obvious that you have to sell your soul a bit in order Mm -hmm. to live the cozy life of bossing, say. Yep. You'd make a great, uh, I don't know. It's it's just so interesting because you feel like it would make a great city for like a villain to be like the ultimate villain to be located. But of course it's just a minor villain is located Uh there
1: a very, very scary minor villain, but it's interesting. Like this is like, I mean, at the end of the day, this is a kid's show. And what is the Avatar like greatest enemy this episode? Freaking bureaucracy. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh, oh. And, and, and I tell you what, for a kid's show, the crap that the Dai Li does,
1: it's terrifying.
0: Oh my gosh. Like, like when I saw, you know, I remember when I saw what they did to Jet, at the end, I remember just being like, like even as a kid, just being like, whoa, like, and even as an adult, I'm just like, that's heavy. Mm-hmm. Like they, they literally like are brainwashing people. Yeah. In order it's to. Like,
1: it's like straight up 1984, right? Like. Yeah. At the end, Jet that- loves big brother.
0: <laughs> yes. Because he's for, because he's been conditioned. To- oh, it's uh-huh. just. Oh, it's just so. Oh my gosh! And even and even when you know, and they do all sorts of things to just trip your uh, weirded out meter. Like mm-hmm. when the new Judy shows up, and yes. she, they're just like, "What happened to Judy?" And It's like, "I'm Judy." You're just like, "Ah!" Like, it's what so is
1: freaking creepy?
0: Yeah, and like, and also when like, there's obviously a moment when, when Ju when original Judy, like. A kind of I don't know like I don't know if it snaps out of it but realizes the implications of what's going on or like or remembers I don't know like there's just such fear when she's when she's just like you need like not to be don't be at this party like you need to get out of here you don't understand like yeah like you we are all in serious danger and like to see her face when everybody is discovered and um and they realize it's the avatar like it's just like just like an oh Crap! I have to say crap because we're we're keeping it PG here. It's an <laughs> it's, it's it's more than an oh crap face. It's 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 just like oh no.
1: Mhm. Ah. Like, and it's not the like I've messed up. I'm gonna get fired or demoted. It's like like you know something worse is coming. Even before even if even though at that point we don't know that the whole brainwashing thing exists. Like right. You know something bad is gonna happen.
0: And at risk at not being allowed to be played in certain countries that begin with C and (laughs) with Ina. um, Like, do you not just get? I mean, I mean, and it's and it's purposeful. Like, it's not like they're really hiding it. You definitely get overtones of communist China going on here.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like from the dystopian,
1: yeah, like dystopian things in general, but also, yeah, like you said, totalitarian regimes just. There's one I mean, person from, pulling all the strings. They have all the power and they have full reign to do terrible things to people.
0: And there's li- there's literally like a great firewall of information. Um, not literally, but there is like a great firewall of information where like the whole fact that they but they sell the lie that there is no war within, bossing say. Um, mm-hmm. And everybody has to live under that. Um, yeah, the, the whole totalitarianism. You know, and and of course, like, you know, they're inspired by Asian culture. And so, like, they, I mean, if you know anything about, if you've played any sort of Rise of Nations or Civilization, like, I hope you can spot the Forbidden Palace, like, as it's, like, literally smacking you in the (laughs) face. Like, the overtones of a totalitarian Chinese regime are, like, it's just kind of right there in plain sight to see. It's true. Yeah. Um. Some other little things I want I, because I feel like we've hit, I feel like we've hit the big things. Mm-hmm. Just some other little bits of trivia I wanted to point out. Um, I love again self awareness, the bear comedy. <laughs> uh,
1: this place is weird. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I, lo- I love I love again, and I've commented before. I love that the show can be self aware at moments, realize mm-hmm. its own humor. It's like it's just it just says bear.
1: Nah. Um, the part where Ang and Sokka are pretending to be dignitaries and like nah. bowing at each other. Have you seen the meme that was like, oh, on their own, Ang and Sokka are like super competent. They're like great planners, great strategists. You put them together, and it's like the my last two brain cells meme. <laughs> <It's>, like, <that laughs> scene.
0: God, no, I haven't seen that, but that's. That's so awesome because, and I, and I, and I do. And I love that too. I don't know. It's, it's, it's silly childish humor, but it's, I don't know. I don't know why, but even as an adult, it plays so well with me.
1: It honestly does. Cause this episode would be so depressing if there weren't like little sparks of like light happiness to keep you Mm -hmm. going.
0: Lord Momo of the Momo dynasty. (laughs) You're a (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and on top of that. Just uh, continuing on the topics of comedy, find someone who loves you as much as Iroh loves tea.
1: Honestly, though, total like, goals. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, my gosh. Um, And it's also kind of nice to see him actually getting some success with his his love of tea, like it actually turning out to be something that can be useful and worthwhile and not just like a weird, quirky trait.
1: Yeah. And like, he's not just like super particular about it. Like, he's good at it. He's making this tea shop like into something special and he's... Like as as a commoner refugee in the lowest ring of this city, he's making a life for himself and doing great things, and we love that for him.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not, and I don't feel like it's a tu- it's it's a very very minor spoiler to say, you know, that will help him to progress a little bit through the rigid class system that exists in Bossing Say, and mm-hmm. and in, in very in in episodes we will very soon see. Yes. Yeah. Um. And then you know, just one other thing, and this goes back to everything we've been talking about about this city. You know, I hear you know you hear Longfang mention how Bossing Say is like the last free city, a shining utopia. And I like the word. I, I wrote down that word, utopia. Like I can't remember the last time that that word, utopia, actually meant what the people, the person who said it, actually hoped it meant.
1: Nope, it's a, it's a like a. a... To sound pretentious and quote Heart of Darkness, a book I hate, it's a whited sepulcher, and I think that's also a a Bible reference, but like, it looks bright and shiny on the outside, but on the inside is full of dead men's bones, like, Mm. it may look like a utopia, but like I said earlier, it's rotten from the inside out.
0: And we wrap up today talking about our ratings. Um, For those of you who've been following us, you know that our rating system is entirely subjective. Um, And we, but what we do is we rate them out of five stars with decimal points allowed. Um, And so, Beth, we start with season two, episode thirteen, "The Drill." What rating did you give it, and why?
1: Um, I'm gonna actually go a little bit lower than I think I was going to like earlier, (laughs) like on the first watch of this, probably like a three point eight which is kind of harsh but like it advances the plot really well we get to see people shining in like this their roles but like at the end of the day this is sort of more of a plot advancement episode and you know how i tend to go for more of like the character development episodes so
0: (laughs) yeah oh definitely and and, you know i'm kind of i'm almost somewhat i don't know surprised but also kind of relieved because this means your and my ratings are gonna line up fairly well because when we started i was just like oh she's gonna rate both of these high and like i like i like this episode but but i agree with you like i mean i rated it a four because you know again i stick
1: if it counts towards the plot it's a four
0: (laughs) exactly no that's exactly right like that's and it's just like cool like and everything else is like like there's nothing bad about this episode it's just i don't know there's just (laughs) yeah exactly it's an okay episode so four four out of five for me um and then moving on to episode 14 the city of walls and secrets
1: this one i'm going to rate a lot higher yes um, yeah. <laughs> i think i'm gonna put this one at like a 4.8 okay yeah um i just love how terrible bossing say is and they just show yes. it so well
0: <laughs> yes Oh, uh, yes sorry did you have anything no, else no, you were no, adding that's on
1: that's basically it bossing ba say sucks and i love it
0: yes i i mean i'm pretty similar 4.7 like yes this city is hell like and it but and you know you, you what what it what this really does well i know i was commented i think on other episodes of like setting up the pieces for the end game i think this one this episode actually sets up the pieces for like the end of the season really well you know we've got we've got the daily that's just ah so frustrating um but every, I know, But everything happens logically. What's happening with Jet is kind of like, ooh, what you know? It's a, it's a good cliffhanger mm-hmm. because you're just like, what just happened to him? And so, yeah, I, I I like this. It's a there's a new enemy. It's not Fire Nation.
1: Yep. God, this season yeah. is just a string of. And you thought things couldn't get any worse.
0: <laughs> right. Now you thought things would be hopeful. Wrong.
1: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Beth and Jordan Rewatch, where we rewatch our favorite movies and shows and discuss what we love about them. You can find all of our episodes on anchor.fm slash BJ Rewatch or on Spotify at Beth and Jordan Rewatch.